Uh, uh, it's verses 1 and 2 of chapter 2, and then I'm going to skip to verses 9 and 10. I'll explain why in just a minute. They are on the screen, but it's in very small writing, so um, you may have to squint your eyes if you want to see it. But let me read this to you from Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. After they had heard this, we know the rest of the story, I'm sure. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. Now, this morning, I wanted to just think about stars for a moment. Uh, There are two reasons for this. One of them uh, is you may have noticed that we've been using this Follow the Star uh, campaign the Church of England have been running for the last couple of years uh, for our Christmas cards and things like that. Often the star is something that we don't think about in the Christmas story. The other reason is that over the last week or so, we thought about the shepherds, we thought about the angels, we thought about Mary and Joseph, Uh, uh, and next week, Graham, will be thinking particularly about the wise men. We'll hear those verses again and some others beside it as well, uh, thinking about the wise men. And so, really, I'm running out of characters in the story for us to think about uh, this week. So that's why I thought we'd focus a bit on the star. Now, uh, don't worry, uh, I'm not going to turn us into astrologers. Uh, although that's probably what the Magi actually were. But I think our relationship with stars can teach us something about our relationship with God. But before I do that, um, I don't know how your Christmas food is going. Uh, We're getting through most of it. Uh, And uh, I've got some chocolate here to hand out because really I could do with not eating any more. Jacob was looking at this. Oh, dear. Jacob was looking at this tub earlier. And um, there's only two chocolates left. That's not much fun, is it? Who would like some chocolate, though? Because I really can't eat it. Who would like some chocolate? I'll tell you what, I'll just go here. There we are. Why do you have one each? There we go. Well done. It's not very fair on the rest of you, though, is it? Where's all your chocolate? Well, I have a, we have two mottos in our family. One of them is a paraphrase of John Lewis, which is never knowingly underfed. So you'll be pleased to know that that's not the only chocolate we've got. And I've got some elves uh, that are going to come and help distribute these chocolates amongst us. That's all right. Yes, you can have one. There is an awful lot of chocolate. In fact, there is enough chocolate for everyone. If I could give you the tub and you could pass it around, that would be wonderful. And there are some elves coming with more tubs of chocolate. I really, really hope the diets haven't started um, already. Uh, it's, not until the fir- it's not until the 1st of January if they have. So it's all fine. Why am I giving you all chocolate rather than just one or two of you? Not just because I'm nice, not just because I really like chocolate, although I realize I haven't got one, so I better make sure I get one before the, uh, before, before the end. The reality is that stars shine over everybody equally. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, the relationship that we have with stars is the same. Stars are there regardless. The Christmas story that we've been thinking about over these last few weeks has kings in it. It's got those in it who are outcasts. It's got those in it who follow and use human wisdom, those who follow God's guidance. It's got those who are lost, those who are waiting, those who have questions. And yet the star remains the same above all of them. I've also got enough chocolate here for everyone, more than enough chocolate here for everyone. 
Some people take notice of the stars. Some people do not. Some people will have chosen to take some of this chocolate. Others will have not. How does this, what does this teach us about our relationship with God, I wonder? Well, God loves all of his children equally. We are all equal under God. We are all equal under the stars. Some, of, some people choose not to notice. Some people chose not to engage. But God's love is the same. Over this Christmas period, I've been reflecting a bit about Luke's gospel, the first few verses of Luke, particularly um, to do with Mary. And we see in Luke's gospel, uh, Luke chapter 1, it says uh, that, Mary, uh, to a, the, that God sent an angel to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. Luke's gospel begins by telling us how the world sees Mary. It says she's a virgin pledged to be married to Joseph. But yet when the angel appears, it tells us something of how God sees Mary. Speaks about how the heavens see Mary. Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Sometimes in life, I think, we can feel we're not worthy of God's love. Sometimes we can get so wrapped up in how the world sees us. Thanks, leave those there, that would be helpful. Uh, see, we can get so wrapped up in how the world sees us, we forget to engage with God and to think about how God sees us. We are all equal under the stars. Uh, now, for my second point, I, um, these are my Christmas tree lights, which I took off my Christmas tree this morning, much, I'm sure, to my toddler's dismay, because uh, he was very much uh, enjoyed turning them on every day. Uh, forgive me, those of you who like structure and order, that I've just shoved these in a vase to protect them a bit. Uh, these are great, these Christmas tree lights. Um, they're not much use in this space. They're not doing an awful lot uh, there. They look a bit pretty, but they're not doing a lot. They're not bringing much light here, although the screens haven't shown it particularly well, on the left is a picture of my Christmas tree with the light switched off. On the right is a picture of my Christmas tree with the lights switched on. Actually, when you were in the room, the light, even when it was dark from the Christmas tree, was pretty good. It brought quite a lot of light into that space. Now, uh, this is my coat. If I were to put my coat over these lights, you wouldn't be able to see them anymore. It doesn't stop them from shining. They're still shining underneath my coat, even if you can't see them. Stars, very similar. Stars shine regardless of whether it's cloudy or not, whether or not we're able to see them or not. Now, depending on how you're feeling this morning, God may well look a little bit different to us. It may be that you're filled with the joys of Christmas as well as the joys of the food that we've partaken in. You've had a wonderful time. You feel close to God and that you can see him at work in you and through you. It may be that you're not filled with those joys, that perhaps you're finding it a little harder to see God at work. The key is to have faith in these times that the stars that God's love is still there. In one of the darkest moments in our history over the last 100 years, somebody wrote on the wall of their prison cell this. I believe in the sun even when it's not shining. I believe in love even when I don't feel it. And I believe in God even when he is silent. 
stars continue to shine regardless of whether or not the clouds are in the way and stopping us from seeing them. God's love continues to shine for all of us. Now, the last thing I want to think about as far as stars are concerned um, involves this. Now, this is the, my um, secret present from under the tree. If you were here last year, I told you that I have a spare present under the tree every year, just in case someone turns up uh, with a gift for us. Uh, and this wasn't claimed this year, so I'd like to give it to somebody. Who would like a Christmas, extra Christmas present uh, this morning? Come on, you can have it. You got the chocolate before. Now, before you open it, let me get a microphone, if you don't mind. There you are. Don't open it just yet. Tell me what you think that is. Have a feel. What do you think it is? Something heavy. Something heavy. Have a feel about it. You can probably feel it without opening it. What do you think? What does it feel like? What do you think? A book. A book. Now then, I'm a vicar, so what sort of book do you think I might have given you? A Bible. <sighs> Maybe. Why don't you open it and see what's inside? If you stand up here a little bit more, the camera will be able to see you. That would be great. Thanks. Some, some very hurried wrapping at some point. I'm not very good at wrapping. Sorry, everyone. You're doing a very good job, though. There we are. One more. Why don't we just rip it? Yeah. Should have got Jacob to do this Christmas morning. Everywhere. It is indeed a Bible, because I am a vicar, and so therefore you might expect me to give you a Bible. Why don't you just open the Bible, the first page, and see what you can see inside it? Could you show people what's there? There is 10 pounds in there. There we are. That's yours. You can keep that. You can keep the Bible as well. It's far more valuable than the 10 pounds. There is a... Thank you very much. Yes, let's give her a... Thank you. I imagine that you may have been expecting a Bible from me this morning as a book. You may not have been expecting £10. Jonathan gave away £50 at the carol service. He's paid more than I am, so um, I wasn't able to, uh, uh, to give quite so much away. Sorry about that. I'll come back to that in a moment, but that might not be quite what you were expecting this morning. But I wonder how often you think about the stars and how powerful they are. The sun, which is our closest star, is so large uh, that a million Earths could fit inside it. It is about 14 million degrees uh, at the centre, and most of the energy that we have on this planet comes from the sun, either directly through radiation or indirectly through the gravitational pull or through the, the fossil fuels that have developed as a result of uh, plants and animals using that sun's energy. It is so powerful, and yet sometimes, I think, we can take the sun's power for granted. If we don't take the sun for granted, then I bet we sometimes take the stars for granted. Lots of suns, uh, lots of stars with lots of power in the sky. Now, the truth is that the power of God is far more powerful than our sun, than any sun, far more powerful and far greater and more valuable even than the 10 pounds uh, that was there. Paul prays in Ephesians 1 that we would know the incomparably great power for us who believe. I wonder how we feel about that power and how, what we're expecting God to do in us and through us as we go into this new year. What are we holding back from God, perhaps, in our lives? 
I know that I have been particularly bad at giving God time and space that he deserves, particularly when it comes to Sabbaths. I've been really rubbish at taking proper Sabbaths over my lifetime. If I'm completely honest, I'm not entirely sure I trusted God in order to give me that time back that he so much deserves. One of the books we've recommended for this term is this book, John Mark Homer, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It's a fantastic book. I highly recommend it to you if you haven't read it already. The point which really grabbed me in this was he talks about a survey done in America, a Seventh-day Adventist. They're really religious about the Sabbath. They take it literally religiously. And he found that on average, they lived 10 years longer than the average American. It's about... Uh, a a lifetime's worth of Sabbaths. God is more powerful than we can imagine and is faithful to us. Now, as I've said already, this term, we're committing to pray together uh, and that God would meet with us as a church and individually. I wonder what your expectations are as we enter this season. Do you think he will work even more powerfully than he has in the past? So stars then, I hope I've convinced you that there is some relevance to us thinking about stars. Maybe we need to remember that God's love for us is equal. I'm afraid I don't have £10 for all of you because, again, I'm not paid enough. Um, but, uh, But God's love is equal. There is chocolate available for all of us. There is God's love available for all of us. That God's love is always there, regardless of whether it's being covered or, or, or we're finding it harder to see, perhaps. And that God's love is far more powerful than perhaps we're expecting. I wonder if you'll stand with me. I'm going to pray very quickly and then our band will come back and lead us.